This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Crawshaw joining me. Chase, how are we feeling today? I'm feeling all right, actually. Just, uh, you know, I got got some bad just seasonal allergy stuff, so a little, little clogged up in my nose. Might sound a little nasally, but I mean, other than that, I'm feeling great. How are you? I am doing pretty well. Uh, Sunday, we're recording, so uh, we got some playoff football to look forward to, national championships tomorrow, and then we've got hockey two days later, so very excited with all the sports coming up, and today, pretty simple episode for everyone out there. Uh, we're going to be taking a look at two pieces of news really quickly, and then we're going to be going over every single division, giving predictions on who's going to be making the playoffs from which division and uh, all that good stuff. So it's going to be a, a pretty straightforward episode, pretty simple episode, but uh, hopefully it'll be all right. And because there is so many different variations of standings that could be made within the divisions, I don't think we're going to have the same answers, Chase. Yeah, we're, we're definitely have different answers. Um, I mean, I don't have anything too crazy predict or anything, but just like there's a lot of teams that are in kind of similar spots. So I think it could really just go either way. There's no way we have the same answers. Yeah, absolutely. So, Chase, let's start off with some news here first. Uh, first big piece, Corey Crawford retires. Um, something I didn't really see coming. Excuse me. But he he decides it's, it's best for his future to step away from the game. And uh, good for him and good luck to him to everything he does in the future. Um, but something that was a little shocking to me. Yeah, it came out of a lot of nowhere. Um, he he kind of released a statement saying some long lines of, you know, I'd love to play the game more, but I think I've given everything I can to the game. Uh, you know, players, when they get to that point, um, like, obviously they still love the game, but they, they just know it's time. Um, it's a good thing he realized that instead of trying, you know, to go out there, not really enjoy it, put out a half-ass effort, and kind of tarnish himself a little bit. So, you know, at least he did this, and with the way his contract was signed, um, there's no, uh, like, 35-plus cap it because his, like, I don't remember the exact simulations, but... His contract was backloaded and there was no signing bonuses, something along the lines of that. So they don't have the 35 plus cap it. So New Jersey's good on that. Um, yeah, he, he had a, I mean, he had a 10 year career, won a couple cups, uh, you know, pretty decent career. Not a, not a Hall of Famer in my book. I don't, I don't think it's Hall of Famer in many's book. He's, you know, he, he's one of the better goalies in Chicago's history. I saw somebody say on Twitter, like trying to defend he was the best Chicago goalie of all time. But I mean, no, that, that's just not true. I, I don't even feel like getting into that debate. Yeah, I, I would agree there and uh, also agree on the fact that I don't put him as a Hall of Famer either. Uh, if he does make the Hall of Fame, great for him. That's awesome. But that would mean we got to start looking at a lot more goalies that have played around this similar time period and start putting them in. So yeah. Um, yeah, cool to see that uh, he is ready to move on and good luck to him um, in the future. But uh, it, it kind of stinks for New Jersey because it feels like anytime they sign someone to a contract, they just up and leave, kind of like Ilya Kovalchuk. But, uh, you yeah. know, it is what it is, the uh, revolving door of just terrible overall management and stuff since uh, the Brodeur, Brodeur era ended uh, just continues in New Jersey. And that, that sucks for them, but... Hopefully they get back soon. Uh, all right, Chase, we have kept everyone up to date with RFAs. We mentioned Strom last 
episode. So we're going to be mentioning Matthew Barzal this episode, a three-year deal, $7 million a year. Uh, quite a steal for the Islanders, in my opinion. And if I was Barzal, I'd be a little pissed because uh, look at the other huge contracts on their team. The other players that have $7 million cap hits like him, not even close to his level. No, they're not even close to his level, but at the same time, the way they play the game, like they fit the Barry Trotz system. Barzal's not a Barry Trotz player. Barzal's only signed to that contract because he's too big of an asset for the owners just move on from without the fans getting extremely angry, to be honest. He's not going to be there very long. The second he's a UFA, he's gone. I guarantee it if he's not traded beforehand because it just doesn't work there. He's a waste of talent there. We saw he did his rookie year. He's been worse every year since his rookie year, um, and that's because Barry Trotz came in and forced him to play a certain way. If you just let him play his game, let him fly, he's going to be a point-per-game guy almost every year. I guarantee it. So I can't wait for him to go elsewhere. Uh, he'll have to deal with New York for now because of you know the RFA contract like status rules, but hopefully he can do a little bit with his limited uh, like play given to him, I guess. I don't know how to word that. Yeah, exactly, and it, it's just so fun to watch him in that Islander scheme because let's be honest, the Barry Trot scheme, although it works, it's still pretty boring. Uh, so to see someone get in there that's uh, pretty flashy and can make some magic happen out there, it, it's really fun to see. So the Islanders are getting their wish by getting Barzal back, but uh, I believe after this three-year deal is up, then Barzal will officially be a UFA. So uh, as long as he gets through this, then... He can go elsewhere. Yeah, he will. All right, Chase. Well, it's time to do some division breakdowns now. So we'll start off with uh, the essential division. Excuse me. I got to get used to all these new new division names and they're changing or something because of the um, the sponsorships. Yeah, I'll just not even worry about it now. We'll just call it the central east, west and north. Yeah, so uh, in the Central Division, you have the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Carolina Panthers, the Nashville Predators, the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Florida Panthers, the Dallas Stars, the Chicago Blackhawks, and the Detroit Red Wings. So uh, we'll get into our predictions for this group or this division. Um, We'll just go one through eight, and uh, obviously the top four are going to be making it into the playoffs. So, Chase, who do you have as your number one? Uh, My number one is Tampa Bay. I mean... We talked about with everyone healthy, they were locked to win this division. Even with Cooch out and the roster change up a little bit due to trades and free agency, it's still by far the best team in this division. Like there's really no competition. I think this. I think they're gonna end up winning the Presidents Trophy because of it, having the benefit of playing some of these weaker teams. Even if their teams are still okay, if their teams that they're just marginally better than, so they're they're gonna end up winning the Presidents Trophy, winning the division. So I'm going to differ from you right away here, and uh, our fans aren't going to like this because I don't have Tampa Bay as number one, uh, but Tampa is going to be my number two team, and they're obviously going to make playoffs. I just worry without Cooch and the fact that Stamkos has not been able to keep healthy over the last couple of seasons. So I'm going to put Carolina number one uh, up and rising team. Really like this team. Really exciting. Sebastian Ajo, Andrei Svechnikov, uh, a really good defensive core. So I'm going to go Carolina just edges out Tampa Bay for that number one spot with Tampa coming in at number two. There, there's no way Carolina wins the division. Uh, they're going to be a playoff team. I have them as a playoff team, but their goaltending is just too weak, and the defense is not defensively sound enough for them to win that many games and be a borderline President's Trophy candidate. There's just no well, chance. Well, here's the problem, and I'm not saying they're President's Trophy candidate. The problem is they play 
every team within this division and only within this division. Which team here, other than Tampa and maybe Dallas, has the firepower to like just destroy Carolina's goaltending? No well, one. I do, I do have both those teams better, and I have another team above Carolina too, so I'll just keep that in mind. All right. Well, there's where we differ right away, and uh, um, Chase getting a little upset with my prediction, but that's okay. Um, I'm, not upset. I, I'm just trying to be realistic. Well, I just don't think that Columbus are going to be able to put the puck past. The, the problem is other teams are going to have to outscore Carolina, and the only teams that I see in this division that can do that are Tampa Bay and Dallas. So I, but just, let's, I just don't think the bottom four teams can, but we'll, we'll, we'll move on to the next team. Yeah, let's go with your number two. My number two is, of course, Dallas. Uh, so it's inter- it's interesting how this COVID works out that the two teams that face each other in the cup finals are going to be in the same division. Uh, you know, it, it's something that we're probably not going to see going forward after this year. But yeah, it's, it's kind of an interesting, fun dynamic. Uh, they can maybe build up a little bit of rivalry after that Stanley Cup final matchup. So Dallas should be number two. Uh, they're going to kind of walk into the playoffs as well. Uh, I still like their roster. They've got a good roster. Um, probably not a championship level. I just... I feel like last year was their ceiling, and I don't know if they can get above that. I think they're bound to drop a little bit. So number two is still good in the division, though. Yeah, and let's go with your number three here. My number three is the Nashville Predators. So Nashville, it's not a team that I necessarily love, but it's a team that even when they start bad, they end up figuring out and end up doing pretty well. It's a good, cohesive group. It's a well-coached team, usually. Uh, you know, goaltending. They, you know, Pekarene is getting a little older. UC Saros is developing, but they're still a great tandem. And the decor is fantastic. The only issue, of course, like is scoring. But I think they're going to score a little better this year. You know, I think Luke Cunnan is in for a big role. I don't expect him to be like a point per game guy, but I expect him to have kind of like career high, um, like paces. You know, it's going to be shorter season, so it might not be an actual career high. But like in terms of pace and stuff, um, you know, I, I have a lot of expectations for this Nashville team, and I think they could be a legit team that like come playoff time. Interesting. So you think Nashville is an overall better unit than Carolina? I think they've. I think Nashville has better goaltending, but I think offense is not even close. And I think defense it is close with the higher end talent on Nashville, but more depth on defense for Carolina. It's been proven that goaltending matters too much in the NHL for me to put Carolina over Nashville here. All right, so I expect Montreal to win your North, um, but no, Carey Price isn't isn't that good. He's still <laughs> oh, good, okay. but he's he's not a top five goalie anymore. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, but yeah, so like I said, Carolina won, Tampa two for me, and number three, I've got Dallas coming in. Uh, they were in the Stanley Cup Finals last year, and they have Tyler Sagan, and if Jamie Ben like gets to. 10% of what he was a couple of years ago, then, I mean, he's going to be great. I mean, he's struggled a little bit more recently. Uh, I'm kind of hoping for a revival from him because I love Jamie Penn. I think he's an awesome player. Um, but you really can't go wrong with Dallas. They got two good goaltenders there. So uh, they are my number three teams. Chase, let's go with your number four. Number four, I already kind of alluded to it. It's Carolina. Uh, they're still a good team. They're going to make the playoffs. I think, um, I honestly think if you put them in, like the Canadian division, for example, in comparison to those teams, they, they'd probably win that division. I, that's just how my feeling would be. Because um, I do think that, like, even though this is, though, kind of, my opinion, the weakest division, I just feel like Carolina in comparison to those other teams would, would just be better. I don't I don't know how to explain it. It's just kind of a thought-feeling sentiment that I have. But they're going to be a playoff team, and they're still going to have a chance to do something in playoffs. I hope they can find a way to make a move for a goalie. It's hard to trade for a goalie midseason, especially a starting-level one, but I hope they can figure something out. 
Yeah, absolutely. And then my number four team. Uh, I struggle with this one a little bit because I'm just not the biggest Nashville fan. And I do like to see the big brother, little brother rivalry continue and get a little bit more spicy going into the playoffs. However, I'm going to have to stick with Nashville here at number four. Uh, Like you mentioned, you know, a solid overall team. And it it does seem like they always pick up fire uh, towards the latter half of the season, even if they do start slow. So uh, Nashville, my number four team. And that would, of course, elude that Florida would be my number five team. Uh, I think Florida is just a better overall roster than uh, these other three teams that I didn't mention. And if Bobrovsky has any sort of revival whatsoever, this team is going to be by far and above the other three. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, if, if Bob can like actually play like a, a goalie making his money, they'll be a playoff team. They'll figure out a way to push out Carolina or Nashville. Um, but... I have Columbus as my number five team. I think Columbus and Florida could really flip flop. I think they might finish a couple, like within a, a couple points, maybe a point in the in the series. Maybe they tie in points. Honestly, it's it's super close. It's just one way or another, and I just lean with Columbus because Florida's kind of even with decent rosters the last couple of years find ways to kind of blow it a little bit. So yeah, that's really about it. Yeah, and because Torts is just a phenomenal coach. Uh, Beauty. Torts' favorite coach of all time. I think uh, I love that dude. He's he's just great in interviews and you can obviously see that his team's work with Columbus making the playoffs last year, which unlike anyone saw coming, especially after the purge that they had um, with just everyone who left. And then they also didn't have any draft picks. So that was crazy. And they somehow still made it. So uh, Columbus would be my number six team. uh, And then I'll just run through the other two because I don't think it's really going to be a surprise. Columbus six, Chicago seven, Detroit eight, Uh, Chicago and Detroit. I, I think you could flip them right now, but I think once Kirby Doc and Jonathan Taze comes back, it should be an easy uh, win for Chicago over Detroit. I mean, Kirby, Kirby Doc, it'd be shocking if you played in the regular season, so don't expect him back for regular season. Jonathan Taves, who knows? Still don't really know much about that situation. Uh, but, I mean, I still same thing. Chicago 7, Detroit 8 could go either way. Kind of same feeling. This Detroit team, though, I think they're going to offload pretty heavily at the deadline, where Chicago might not offload as much. So, like, that last bit of the season, Detroit could really just slip and lose every game. Um, so, that's, you know, that's why I give the advantage to Chicago. Yep, absolutely. All right, Chase, what division do you want to do next? Uh, East, West, or North? What are we feeling? Well, just, let's just keep the conferences together, I guess, or because I think that's how it's going to end up working out for the playoffs. If I'm not so mistaken, it'd be West? No, it'd be East because it's. I, I pray, if I'm not mistaken, it's North and West and East and Central. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know. That's, that's yeah, what I, I thought. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, I don't get like how that works either because like Central has more teams from what was the Atlantic division. And then the East is obviously the Metro. The North has some from. Yeah, I, okay. Everything. Whatever. Yeah. Let, let, let's oh, just oh, go. Oh, oh. Yeah. Let's go East. Yeah. We'll just go East. <laughs> All right. Uh, let's start off with your number one team, Chase. Who is it and why? So my, my East, uh, I, I, you know, I told you before the show, I had, I had problems like picking the West, but I mean, honestly, after I looked at this again, after I said that, I was like, no, I'm kind of an idiot. I had problems picking the East. Um, but, yeah, my, my number one team in the East, I went with Washington. I uh, it, It's going to really depend on how uh, Sam Sonoff plays as his first year as a starter, like as a, the real legit full-time starter. I think he can be a good goalie. Uh, he's coming off of some off-season injuries. But if, if he can come in healthy, yeah, he is a 
like in terms of talent, a top five goalie in the league, he's still got to get there. Like he's got that ability to be that type of goalie is what I'm saying. And I think he can get there uh, pretty soon. So I think it's going to be a big part of the team this year. Ovechkin is going to continue his goal scoring ways. Backstrom, Kuznetsov, you know, just obviously great forwards. And it's just a really nice all around team. Um, And yeah, I think they're just better than the other teams in this division. Yeah, this is uh, this is a hard one to pick because uh, usually I'd go Boston here, but obviously they had some pretty big losses with uh, the captain leaving, Zdeno Chara, Tori Krug leaving. Um, I think that I will also put Washington at number one. Um, I, I think, like Chase said, it is going to rely on Samsonov, um, but they've got a great forward group with Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Ovi, and many others, and then their defensive core is pretty solid being led by John Carlson, so I'll, I'll put Washington there as well. Yeah, still, I mean, Boston's not the best team in this division anymore. But they are the second-best team in this division as they uh, finish in second place. Uh, it, it's, it's still just too good of a roster regardless, um, you know, if, if you lose Tori Krug and Zdeno Chara. You know, sure, they lost their captain, but the guy who should have been captain seven years ago finally gets his chance to lead this team. I look very forward to seeing Priest Bergeron wearing that C. It's been well-deserved for way too long. It's still going to be a very good team, a hard team to beat. Yeah, I'm going to go Philly here at number two. Um, I, I love their goaltending, obviously. Caught a hot. Uh, a phenomenal goaltender. Um, I think their defense is a young up and coming group. That's pretty solid. Uh, I'd like to see a little bit more out of their big boys like Claude Giroux and Jacob Voracek, but uh, I, I think they can probably get the job done. And I'm really hoping to see a nice year out of Nolan Patrick. Hopefully he can stay healthy and uh, try to prove that he is worth that second overall pick that he was taken with a couple years back. Yeah, I hope so. You know, it, it, it sucks seeing him just kind of, I I guess fall. I don't want to say he's failing because it's not really his fault. He keeps getting hurt, but he's just kind of struggling. To, you know, stay healthy in his career, struggling to really take it off. Still a young player, still has a lot of years left in his career. If he can keep it healthy and keep going, so who knows? We could really see something come out of nowhere, or it could just kind of continue in the trend that it is. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Chase, number three team. So my number three team. I don't know if this is spicy or not, but I got the New York Rangers coming in at number three. Um, you know, they looked well in the play-in and the bubble last year. You know, they, they looked at there. And this roster is, I, I really think it's better than people think it is. Uh, they, they've got some young talent as well as some veteran, you know, not necessarily veteran, but like older players, kind of like Panarin Zabinijad. But the goaltending is going to be good with Shesterkin and Nadine Gorgiev as well. That's a great tandem to have. I think this team is actually going to end up scoring more goals than people expect to. I think they're going to be one of the better teams in terms of goal scored as well as getting some solid goaltending. So New York Rangers at number three. Yeah, I personally don't think it's a hot take. Uh, You mentioned they got a lot of good stuff going on for them too. And then on the back end, Tony D'Angelo is just going to help reinforce that goal scoring that uh, we already know that they have. So very excited for that team. However, they're not my number three team. That will be the Boston Bruins. Uh, I mean, great team all around. And Marshawn, Pasternak, and Bergeron, that's a pretty dirty line. Yeah, it definitely is okay. <laughs> All right, Chase, the last team to make the playoffs out of the East Division in your mind is who? The Pittsburgh Penguins, I think they legit 
might be just the last team to make the playoffs in general. Uh, they are seeing a real downward trend as a team. Uh, the roster is getting weaker and weaker. Management's getting more questionable and questionable. The team's kind of falling apart. You know, they, they won two cups back-to-back in 16 and 17. You thought good things were going to continue to come. And they've still been a good team, but yeah, it, it's all trending down. It's, it's looking kind of scary. I, I'd be concerned as a Pittsburgh Penguins fan. Um, they'll still make the playoffs, but it's, I don't think they're going to have any chance in the playoffs. Yeah, uh... Uh, I'll I'll hold off on Pittsburgh until I get to them, but uh, my number four team is going to be the New York Rangers. Uh, you just mentioned it, how they're going to have good goaltending. Uh, I wish Lundqvist was still there um, when this team is really starting to take that uptick in, in talent and uh, hopefully production. Um, but, of course, he went to Washington and then had his medical condition, so he won't be playing this year. Super unfortunate. Um, but, yeah, the Rangers, a very exciting team, and I fully expect Lafreniere to have a big impact on this team as well. A team that was already close to making the playoffs last year uh, should be able to make that jump this year. Yeah, that's fair. All right, Chase, let's go through your five and six team, and then uh, we'll do seven and eight after that. So five and six, Philadelphia, New York Islanders, that order. Uh, Philadelphia and New York, I think it's going to be a decent gap there. I think Philly's closer to a playoff team than the Islanders are. I think the Islanders are a decent bit away from it. Um, you know, this Philly roster is talented and I like it. And it's a team that I think could really flip with Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh has a great chance of his playoffs, but I'm just giving the advantage to the kind of the, you know, the, the team with Crosby and Malkin on it. Um, and then the Islanders, you know, they should resign to Barzal. That should help a little bit in terms of the scoring, but it's just, it's just not, a, not an exciting roster. Um, you know, last year they won games in a non-exciting way. They could do the same thing in surprise again, I guess, but it, I just don't think it's gonna be sustainable this year. Yeah, I uh, I agree with that. I I know there's a lot of people out there that are kind of high on the Islanders and think that they're a, they're a playoff team for sure. And although the Barry Trot system obviously works and we've seen it work, um, that the the team overall just lacks talent, especially in this division. So yeah, uh, Islanders not making playoffs for me either. My number five team is the Pittsburgh Penguins, and this Penguins team, uh, Malkin Crosby. Great players, of course. Jake Gensel, he'll he'll be back, um, and he's a, a very solid goal scorer for them. But their defense is still in question. Um, they've got some you know solid players back there, like Latane, Dumoulin, uh, Marino just got an extension. But their goaltending, uh, it's now down to Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith. Is Jari ready to take that next step? I don't really know, uh, especially with how kind of lacking that defense is. Uh, and then also Casperi Kapanen coming over from Toronto to come home. To I forgot his, about that trade. <laughs> yeah, to come home to his originally drafted team. Uh, I, I I thought that was a, a loss when it came to that trade. So uh, I don't, I don't really know. This, this Penguins team is a little iffy on me. If, if Crosby and Malkin are playing like the best two players in the world, they're going to make it. But if they're not, or if one gets hurt, they're not going to make it. I don't think there's a chance. Uh, I did read a rumor though, that GMJ rather GMJR, uh, excuse me, is planning on making a big splash in free agency, which I, I don't know why he hasn't yet, but okay. <laughs> um, and then my number six team is going to be the Buffalo Sabres. Yes. Um, I, Jack Eichel is awesome. Taylor Hall is awesome. And maybe, just maybe, Buffalo is able to get out of the 
absolute pit of the division that they've been sitting in for the past decade. Yeah, so Buffalo number seven team. Let's talk about them right now. Um, you know, this is a team that I think really needs like one, maybe two more years. Once Uka Pekalukinen can become a legit, um, reliable goaltender, like day in, day out, I think that's when the team is really going to be set because I like a lot of their pieces that they're building. Um, uh, obviously Rasmus Dahlin is criminally underrated. He's had the best start to an 18 year old, like, like a defensive start as an 18 year old, pretty much had the best start of a career almost in NHL history, if not mistaken, in terms of, um, like stats and underlying numbers, blah, blah, blah. But he's in Buffalo, so he gets no love for it. Everyone sees Kale McCarr and Quinn Hughes. But honestly, Rasmus Dahlin might, is probably the best defenseman of, of all the players. Of all those young defensemen, Rasmus Dahlin is the best. Um, he's going to continue to turn into a legitimate scorer while being a shutdown defenseman at the same time. Uh, he's on his way to becoming maybe the best defenseman in the league. I'll happily say that right here. I'll plant my flag right there. I think he can be that one day. So once that you know kind of sets in, Jack Eichel gets a little more scoring help with him. You know, Taylor Hall's there this year. Maybe he can do something. Jeff Skinner is also there. Maybe he can revive his career after a rough year last year. Um, I just don't think it happens this year, but next year and the year after, look out. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then my number seven team, the New York Islanders, we mentioned him a little bit. I'm not, I'm just not big on the hype. Uh, Barry Trotz, good coach, overall team, kind of average. All right, Chase, number eight team. Uh, we used one team left, the New Jersey Devils. Uh, you know, you, you feel for him. Corey Crawford retired. How much does that change things? I don't think much, honestly. Uh, I think Mackenzie Blackwood is going to play more anyway because he's. I think he's the better goalie. Um, but it's still, the, the roster is it's it's underwhelming. Uh, PK Subban is your top defenseman. Isn't the best thing because he's not really that kind of player anymore. Uh, up front, you know, they've got some good young pieces in Hishier and Hughes, but it's just it's just weirdly placed like pieced together right now. It's. It's it still needs a couple of years to really come together, but the team this team could be a, a really good team in a couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. I, I just need to see, to see some big flashes from Jack Hughes because his rookie year kind of underwhelming, but uh, I expect big things from him this year. However, that's not going to push them over the top. All right, Chase. Before we get on to our next two divisions, let us go to a quick commercial break and let you guys know about the Caps Chirp podcast. So you like hockey? Congratulations. You're amongst the smartest sports fans in the world. Want to fight about it? Join me, the Hockey Troll, and that snack Polly Cupcakes every Monday and Thursday on the official Caps Chirp podcast, repping the greatest team in the NHL, your Washington Capitals. Not only do we bring you the best Washington Capitals coverage, but we've got the hottest takes and the tastiest content. Tune in wherever you get your podcast and at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. Chirp us on all social media platforms at Caps Chirp. See you beauties and vendors there. All right, and we are back. If you enjoyed that quick preview of the Caps Chirp podcast and you want to check it out, make sure to go to thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or anywhere you get your podcasts under the tag Caps Chirp or the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, Chase, let's now start with the North now that we're back. Uh, this obviously all the Canadian teams, Montreal, Toronto, Calgary, Vancouver, Winnipeg, Edmonton, and Ottawa. Uh, why don't we start from the bottom this time? We'll start 7-1. to one. Uh, Your number seven team is? Ottawa. So uh, I think this could be either my, my two bottom teams just because I like – 
I, I, I don't know. For the, these five, with all these teams, when you start all these Canadian teams, I feel like these five teams are just in a better position to win the matchups against the bottom two teams. But Ottawa, they, they could still be better than I'm predicting them. I honestly, like, I would be shocked if they finish where I predicted them finish more than if they finish higher because I do like the roster. It's coming, it's coming together. It's still not like an elite level roster, but it is it is really piecing together. Uh, Tim Stutzla should come in, have a really nice rookie year, be a borderline rookie of the year candidate. They traded for Matt Murray. They still have a Tom Shavai, Eric Branch from the back end. It, like it's a talented roster, um, so they could they could surprise, and I would not be surprised at all if they surprised me. If yeah, that makes I, sense. I, I've got Ottawa as number seven as well, but I really like how this team is coming together uh, with their younger pieces. So uh, a team that I'm actually going to be pretty excited to watch, even though I think they're still going to be at the bottom of the division. But uh, your number six team, Chase, is? The Montreal Canadiens. Um you know, uh, the the forward and decor just mix is fine, if anything. And Carey Price, I still think he's a good goalie. As I said, I don't think he's a top five goalie anymore. He's getting a little bit older. Kinda, still has some good production, but he's slowing down a little bit. You, you can kind of see it. And, you know, like, technically he's not as sound as he was for his whole career. But he's still going to do enough to help him uh, win some games. This team could not be another team that surprises. I think this Canadian division could really finish anyway. Um, I, I've got a couple teams that I think are locked for playoffs, but I think, like, this could be all shuffled completely. Yeah, and you are two for two, Chase, as I have Montreal in my sixth spot as well. Uh, This is where it gets a little bit tough for me because there's a couple teams here that I think are just overall pretty good but didn't do that great last year, if you know who I'm alluding to. Um, So I'm, I'm kind of still up in the air, kind of still swapping around who I have where in my division. But let's go with your number five now. Yeah, so my number five, uh, that is the Calgary Flames. Uh, they're going to end up missing the playoffs by a little bit. It, it should be close. It's, it's a solid roster, but it's still just not a roster that's made to win. That's really all I got. Yeah, I can, I can see that for sure. Um, and this number five spot comes down to Calgary and even Edmonton for me. Um I, I for the difference I'll go Edmonton. I think Edmonton is a solid team and with Drysaddle and McDavid they should be able to just absolutely take over this division like I expect Matthews to as well. However, the rest of their overall team is kind of, you know, up in the air. So, uh just for the difference I'll go Edmonton, but I could definitely see Calgary being here and Edmonton making it into the playoffs. So, let's go with your number 4 now. So, my number 4 is the Winnipeg Jets. Um Connor Hellbuck and that is a great goaltender, one of the better ones in the league. Uh, the forward core is obviously fantastic. The issue was the decor last year. It's going to be kind of an issue again this year. It's kind of why they're going to sneak in. I hope to see Billy Hainola in a full-time role. Looks great in the World Junior Championship. Hopefully he can show up and make the team and do some good things. Hoping that my boy Colt Perfetti can uh, get a few games in at least, if not play the whole season. I think he's ready for at least a trial. Uh, you know, he, he he played a good amount of time in the World Junior. He ended up a point per game. Uh, he's, he's a hell of a kid. I look forward to seeing him play in the NHL. But regardless, uh, you know, it, it's a team that is in a weird spot. They're kind of like a almost a rebuild on the fly because really all I need is one or two more like legit defensemen and they're back to being a cup contender. Yeah, I agree. And I'll just say Calgary was my number four uh, and move on to my number three, which was Winnipeg, because this is the team that I was talking about last year. I really like their forward core. Uh, I I'm hoping that line a, if he stays with Winnipeg, if he doesn't get traded here coming up on the season, I know there's rumors that he could be going to Carolina, but Carolina's not really sold on what 
Winnipeg's asking for uh, and some other rumors out there. But if, if Line stays on Winnipeg and he can get back to the form he's been in in prior seasons, uh, I think this team could be an offensive dynamo with Mark Shifley, Blake Wheeler, Nikolai Ehlers, a couple other players. Um, and then Connor Hellebuck. I, I, right there with Vassy, he's the number two goalie in the league, in my opinion. Uh, so I would love to see Winnipeg, uh, you know, get there. But like Chase mentioned, that defense is where they, where the, where the question marks come, is where they start to struggle. So Winnipeg being my number three, Chase. Let's hear your number three. I got the Edmonton Oilers coming in at number three, uh, a team with Connor McDavid, Leandre Seidel. I think just in this division, um, you know. They're going to kind of take over against these Canadian teams, uh, exploit some weaker defenses on the teams below them, and just score more goals than they let against them, and that's really what you need to get in the playoffs nowadays. Um, it, it's going to be close. I don't I don't think they're going to be a great playoff team once they get in. Um, it's just hard. I know I, you could say it's hard to deny McDavid and Dreisaitl, but they haven't really done it in the past anyway. Uh, but, I, but I think like this is just finally the year where they kind of make playoffs and make and maybe uh, sniff around, maybe move on to the next round, but probably not. Yeah, it, I, it's kind of like a Buffalo situation with Jack Eichel, but except they have two Jack Eichels that are, you know, even a tick better and they're just doing it all by themselves. Like I, I'd like to see Edmonton eventually get some nice pieces around them, get some help. And I even saw a video of McDavid doing something in practice, something real fancy. And uh, the comment or the um like description or whatever was if you're looking at the the glass half full McDavid looks great if you're looking at it half empty what the hell is Darnell Nurse doing so uh <laughs> it's it's a team that really is carried by uh McDavid and Drysidle and like I mentioned earlier on I I could easily see them making it into the playoffs but just to be a little different I uh put them at my number 5 seed uh but Chase let's go to the number 1 and the number 1 or the number 1 and the number 2 seed So should I, you want me to say number 1 or number 2 first Uh let's go number 1 first all right, I I got because I got some news. We can talk about my number two team anyway. Not like big news, just something something to mention. Uh, my number one team, the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah, they're gonna win the division. Good for them. Hooray! Uh, if they're facing Winnipeg, that sucks. Is Winnipeg's gonna beat them in the playoffs? Uh, but this team, they're they're a solid regular season team. They like to choke in the playoffs. I do not think that's changing at all. I think they're gonna have a great regular season. Austin Matthews is gonna look awesome. What a surprise! Mitch Marner look awesome. What a surprise! Morgan Riley's going to look awesome. What a surprise. Freddie Anderson's going to play really well. And then the playoffs are going to come. And it's just all going to fall apart yet again. Uh, and then also my number two team. I was supposed to say that too. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks is who this is left there. I think they are a actual legit roster. You know, it's still young. So it's still kind of like fully piecing together, fully kind of, you know, melding together. But with Braden Holtby in there too, it brings a little more stable presence on the back end. Um, I, I really... I just I, I'm really a, a big fan of what this team is going to be doing going in the future and this year, too. But I got a little news blur about a training camp. So apparently Tyler Mott is going around just slew footing his teammates. Um, apparently he did it two times in one scrimmage. Uh, one, I don't know what he did to the first time, but the second time he did it to Adam Gaudet, who got up and challenged Mott and ended up dropping the gloves. and They both fought. So if you're already this early in training camp and you're slew footing your teammates, I just want to say you're a loser. You're a piece of shit. You don't deserve to make the team. 
not not a great look there. Um, but Chase, I'm gonna agree with you. I've got the same exact uh, top two with Toronto being the number one. Uh, similar to Edmonton, Austin Matthews, William Nylander, uh, Mitch Marner, John Tavares. They're gonna be able to take over this division. Um, so congrats, they do win the. Uh, the North, they win the division. However, I agree with Chase. They're not really going to do much in the playoffs because when do they ever do anything in the playoffs? Uh, and then Vancouver, a very exciting young team. Uh, Chase said Braden Holpe is going to bring some stability. They also have Thatcher Demko still there. So uh, very excited for this Vancouver team and glad that both of us have them making the playoffs. And both of us have them pretty high at number two. Uh, but Chase, yeah. let's now move on to the West. I think we should get our first three out of the way because it seems like there's three that are just the consensus top three and then five, which are kind of, you know, you never really know. So let's go one, two, three. Who do you have? Vegas, Colorado, St. Louis. Uh, any order of that I have no issue with. I think those those guys are obviously locked. I think Vegas is finally, this is the best team that Vegas has had, if you ask me. Um, but like, they finally have a real number one offenseman. That has been their biggest issue. They didn't have like true number one offenseman. They just had a group of guys that did it. In the NHL, you need at least one of those guys on your team. So they finally got that. They're going to be a great team. I think this is a legit cup chance year for them. And I really hope if Tampa doesn't win it, that it's Vegas. So I'm really cheering for them. Colorado, number two, Unreal Roster. We've talked about them in the pod multiple times. They're going to be great for the future. They're going to be great this season. Just a ton, just a ton of fun to watch. Then St. Louis, number three. They're just flat out better than all the teams below them. Yeah, I've got Colorado, Vegas, St. Louis. Um, I, I'm just always in awe of Miko Rantanen, Nathan McKinnon, Cal McCarr. They're going to have Bowen Byram this year. I'm very excited to see this Colorado team. Goaltending, not as good as Vegas, that's for sure. But uh, just the offensive firepower really gets me excited. So I had to put Colorado number one. Uh, Vegas, number two. Uh, like Chase said, really good overall roster. Their best in their history, I guess, because, you know, only being in the league for, what is it, four years now? Uh, that kind of makes it possible. Uh, and, then, yep. and then St. Louis, uh, like Chase said, I, I think St. Louis is actually uh, slightly below Colorado and Vegas. I don't think they're really on the exact same level, um, but they're just so much better than everyone else in this division. So that's why I have St. Louis at number three. All right, Chase, let's go with your number four team. Who's it going to be? This is the last playoff team from this division. Let's hear it. You know, it was a little bit, a little bit of thought and debate, but I'm going with Minnesota in this spot. Um, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if they missed playoffs, but with, with cappers coming in, I think they could finally be a little more of a goal scoring team. Um, you know, I, I, I think the roster is fine, if anything, but this fourth spot's really up for grabs for anybody. So it's at the end of the day, me who comes down to scoring a little more, a few more goals. I think it's going to end up winning the matchups. So with Kaprizov in, they finally have a legit goal scorer they haven't had in quite a while. So that's really going to help boost this team. So kind of lean Minnesota there. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go Minnesota as well. Uh, Kaprizov going to be really fun to watch. And then Kevin Fiala, when he came in last year, he looked pretty good as well. So uh, I am starting to see a, a little bit of a change from the typical Western kind of boring type of hockey to a little bit more offensive firepower. I, I still don't think it's anywhere close to where it needs to be, but uh, they got a couple exciting players there up front. So Minnesota's my number four as well. These last five through eight, 
all kind of uh, in that same range as Minnesota. Uh, obviously, we have them just a tick lower if we got Minnesota making the playoffs and them not. Uh, so, Chase, why don't you run through five through eight and where they sit and why one team may be slightly ahead of another and all that. Alrighty, so my number five team is Arizona. Uh, the reason they're ahead of the rest is because of the goaltending. Uh, I, I think that the, the talent level offensively, defensively is kind of similar in a lot of these teams, but they have the big goaltending uh, favorite. Like I, I think Ranta is a criminally underrated goalie and Kemper's a hell of a one B. Uh, so I think the team could really do something like, like they could really be a team that pushes for that final playoff spot. But like, I don't think they could do like something more than that. So I'm trying to say, uh, so that leaves six through eight being the California teams. I got LA Anaheim, San Jose in that order. Um, really yet again, all interchangeable. I kind of think uh, I just lean LA, you know, they have some young talent coming in. John the quick, still a f- fine goaltender. Cal Peterson's, a, you know, a great backup. I, I think they're gonna do enough to be able to beat up upon their kind of brothers in the state. Anaheim still John Gibson. So if, if he wants to carry the show, he can really help lift this team to a borderline playoff team, but nothing more than that. And San Jose, they had a rough year last year. They could be a little better this year, but it's kind of a similar type of team. So I don't think much changing. Yeah, this is uh, kind of hard for me because Arizona, I, I have as my number five as well. But these California teams, I really don't know where to push them because we've seen if we see any resemblance of, you know, two, three years ago, Brent Burns and Eric Carlson, then this team could actually be trying to push for that number four playoff spot. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I'm going to go Anaheim at six just because of John Gibson. Uh, and then I'm going to go San Jose at seven with LA at eight. Love Anze Kopitar. Think Drew Doughty is very overrated. Um, they're going to have some young pieces coming that are going to be excited to watch like Alex Turcott, Quentin Byfield, uh, some others, but I, I just think their goaltending doesn't really match up, um, when it comes to Anaheim and San Jose's goaltending terrible. But I think just overall, they have better talent on their roster than L.A. does. So uh, Arizona, Anaheim, San Jose, L.A. is how my five through eight go. I mean, that's fair. I can't really disagree. I would not shock me if it goes that way. Yeah, so uh, some some fun divisions to look at for sure. Uh, we're going to have to keep an eye on this. I'm, I'm going to have to bookmark this episode to see who is correct, Chase or I. Um, 56 games to go before we can determine the winner, but uh, uh, a fun episode. I, I, I like talking about other teams. Although we're a Tampa podcast, it is fun to talk about some other teams, see how they match up against our Tampa team, and uh, I just can't wait for hockey to get started. starts on Wednesday, and it'll be it'll be really exciting tampa bay does have a primetime game on uh on wednesday they're gonna be on what is it nbc or nbcsn nbcsn so very excited to watch them play even though kucherov's out but uh that's really gonna do it oh wait no we got hockey name of the day what am i thinking of course of course we do all right hockey name of the day we have okay um (laughs) i think it's actual actually criminal to put an S, a V, and a Y, and then an A as your first four letters. Um, Sviat, Sviat, Sviatoslav, Timchenko, Sviatoslav. See, you're trying a little hard. It's just, just Sviatoslav. You're trying Sviat, just Sviatoslav. Sviatoslav. Got that? No. Okay, good. Uh, and then Timchenko is the last name. So everybody, Sviatoslav Timchenko. Is a six foot five, two hundred nine pound forward 
playing in the top Ukrainian league, uh, seven points for 15 games at 19 years old. You know, that's pretty solid for any level of pro. Uh, he captained the U18 World Junior team a couple of years ago. He's a decent little player. Um, you know, he's, he's not someone who's probably an NHL talent. He's probably a, he could be a KHL talent one day, maybe uh, with that size and, uh, you know, with a little bit of offensive skill as well as a forward. You know, it's, it's fun to see. It'd be cool if he could maybe make it one day the NHL because I'd love to see. You know, I love seeing, like, huge guys, especially, like, play forward and just go and dominate. Like, it was fun watching Elmer Soderblom in the World Juniors scoring those two fancy goals. Uh, you know, someone that big of that much skill. It's just really fun to watch. So it'd be cool if we could see him one day in the NHL. Because, um, really, of active players, I mean, what like, who's the close? I know we can't think it's the top of our head, but, like, can you remember any close players that we've had to being, like, NHLers for Hockey Name of the Day? Uh, no, I can't. Yeah, I really can't. So I'd love to see Hockey Name of the Day make it to the league. That would be really cool, especially because they're going to have a great name on the back of their jersey. Facts. Um, so I'm just going to call him Slavi because, like, right, from now go. on, if he makes the <clears throat> NHL or makes the K, just Slavi because I'm not, I'm not trying to get into that Sviatoslav or whatever the frick it is. That's uh, but that's going to be it for the episode. We hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, Chase, let's hit him with an outro, and then we can get out of here. All right. As always, if you uh, guys want to come Patreon, Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, you can support us uh, that way. It's just a, a way for us to kind of understand that you guys are listening and you appreciate what we do. Uh, and so if you do that, we know we would really appreciate it. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. You can also follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. And you can follow WNP if you want to listen to some football talk on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. Uh, give all three of those a follow. Turn on your notifications. Look out for any giveaways that may be happening on any of those accounts because who knows? You, you, you just never know. Uh, if, if you want, if you can be the first one in on a giveaway, might as well maybe increase your chances. Uh, but while you're at it, check out the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts within the network right there. Boom. Click the logo. Listen. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Whatever you're listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. Tweet at us. Uh, new poll will be coming out. Just didn't have one planned for the show. You know, we might announce them on the show. We might not announce them on the show. It might be something that we come up with on the fly, but there will be a new pullout early in the week. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening, stopping by, and uh, we'll talk to you next time.